Hey there, Pearlside Church small group leaders. Uh, thank you for joining us today for our brand new Pearlside Leaders uh, podcast. And uh, we want to provide this as a resource uh, for all of you as you prepare for your small group discussions, uh, looking over the discussion guide, and just even preparing for leadership uh, from week to week. Uh, we know it's been a very difficult uh, season, but man, we're just so thankful for all of you for pushing through and continuing to faithfully and diligently lead your small groups, encourage people, and continue to be on mission, even in the middle of uh, this global pandemic. So we wanted to provide this resource uh, for all of you. Uh, joining me and helping me with this is our women's ministry extraordinaire, <laughs> Michelle Pexen. I just think I'm a host of things. And so, yes, I'm here because, you know, it's really a conversation and we lead and facilitate these conversations in our small group. So I love it that we have Pastor Billy here to really frame for us. Um, the focus of this week's small group discussion guide and how we can really facilitate these conversations to help people take their next step mm -hmm. with Jesus and go deeper into his word. So Pastor Billy, walk us through our guide this week. Yeah, I just wanted to first of all start off by just kind of framing the the, I, the philosophy behind the way that we see small groups. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's, re it's about relational discipleship, right. not just teaching and memorizing information. Um, uh, well, I'll talk more about this later. I'm actually writing a book on it right now. Uh, that relational discipleship is the way that God wired us to to change, to experience change. And so the way that we facilitate our small groups is about mm -hmm. facilitating discussions, sharing our story, sharing our experiences, and applying God's Word to that. And as the more that we share and process real-life interactions with the Word, uh, the more change takes place. And that's verified by, by all kinds of things, science as well as empirical data. So anyway. Right. I do think <clears throat> also um, as leaders, something like this to help you prepare because as you come ready to share what God's been doing, you know, focused on this guide where you share your personal story, it really does help set the environment mm -hmm. for the others and especially new guests coming to small group to really feel like they can enter in and now be a part of the conversation right. and share their their hearts and their stories. And so you as a leader have a great opportunity to set the environment. Um, and we want to prepare you yeah. for that. So the more we're prepared to share, the more we'll help others share right. as well. So those discussion guides are always based off of the previous weekend sermon. Mm -hmm. So at the bare minimum, if you've heard the sermon and you've interacted with the word through it, you should be ready to facilitate right. a small group discussion. And so I'm going to walk through this upcoming week's guide entitled Feeding Your Spirit. And, uh, and just kind of helping us to prepare in advance. So it always starts off with a main thought and passage. And the main thought helps to uh, crystallize the weekend sermon into a, a paragraph and the passage that was the basis of the weekend sermon. So it says, uh, Michelle, maybe do you want to read the, the opening paragraph yeah, for us? Yeah, sure, I will. The phrase, you are what you eat, is significant in the natural as well as the spiritual. Just as bodies metabolize the food that we eat, affecting our physical health, what we feed on spiritually will be metabolized into our spirit, which will affect our spiritual health. Jesus instructs us to feed on him because he alone is the source of life and eternal life. And then the passage says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. 
So Jesus in this passage is referring to himself as the bread of life. Just as the people of Israel were fed in the wilderness by bread that literally fell from heaven, the manna, Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life, not just for temporary life, but for eternal life, not just uh, temporary food, but eternal food. And so then he instructs us to feed on him. Now, this would have caused a lot of uh, consternation among the people hearing it. Wait, you want us to eat you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think people nowadays that have no church experience would right. also be like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you about? talking about? And so we don't need to get into the details of what the right. manna was, but he, he makes it clear that the, the bread that I'm talking about is 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 my flesh. Now, mm-hmm. that, you know, what are you talking about? Cannibalism? What are we doing here? And then he goes on to unpack that it's feeding on me. It's it's right. a metaphor. Right. It's a metaphor. He's saying you need to feed and get your life on me, just as you would eat bread and get physically fed, you right. need to feed on me and my words, that's going to bring And I love life. how how you put that, like, and that's why the main thought and passage, that summary in the beginning really helps us as small group leaders, because right there, that, that relationship between the natural food and the spiritual food, that's a great way for us to explain when people have questions. Right. Like, I'll just say, hey, in the morning when you don't eat, how do you feel? Right. Right. Or if you eat a Snickers bar, every meal of every day, how are you going to feel? Versus eating healthy food, drinking water, all of those things. And then it's, and Jesus was so good at that, those parables, those relationships, um, um, really helping give examples of things Mm -hmm, that we could mm -hmm. um, make tangible for us in our walk. Right. So then, then the question comes up, well, how do we, uh, Mm -hmm. how do we feed on Jesus? Right. So then you see the the points there that are based off of the weekend sermon. The first one says, eternal life comes when we feed on Jesus. Uh, Jesus is, must be the source of our lives. If mm-hmm. He is the source of our lives on earth, He will also be the source of our eternal lives on heaven. So in heaven. So how do we feed on Jesus? We feed on Him by consuming right. His word, by 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 consuming His mm-hmm. word. That is what it, how we feed on right. Jesus. Um, and then you look here. There's a passage that says refers to Jesus talking about this when He was tempted in the wilderness. He was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and after fi- fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become mm-hmm. loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so we see Jesus saying, See, it's the Word of God right. that should be our bread. It's the Word of Jesus that, that is how we consume him and feed on him right and like that feeding is like in the next point that reading meditating internalizing because when you think about eating food you're not just looking at food and walking past it and Mm -hmm. getting nourished by it you're not just hearing about food Mm -hmm. and walking past it and getting nourished by it you actually have to consume it and so how do we consume the word of god pastor billy that next point we feed on jesus by meditating on and internalizing his word can you go a little bit into that yeah the passage psalm says i have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, right? And so I won't read the whole passage, but it's it's not just thinking about the word briefly. It's 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 storing it up in our hearts. Right. It's it's considering it, thinking about it, meditating it, right? It says this involves reading, hearing, mm-hmm. memorizing, meditating on, visualizing, confessing, and declaring scripture. So all of these spiritual practices that we teach and talk about enable God's word to work deeply within us. Right. And so the practices aren't just to make God love us, make him happy mm-hmm. with us. No, it's for us to metabolize or internalize and digest the word just as our bodies digest food, right? You don't eat right. it and it immediately goes into your bloodstream. It takes time. It has to go down into the right. internal workings and slowly gets worked out into our bodies. Similarly with the word. Yes. We can't just read it once and think, oh, I got it. No, it's memorized. It's right. talking about it, coming to small group, just discussing it as we always do. Right. It helps the word to work deeply within us. Right. And I love that you have all these examples of next steps each member of your group can take that next step in how they eat 
on feed on the word of God, right? Is it listening to it more? Is it reading it more? Is it memorizing scripture? Is it meditating? Mm-hmm. Is it confessing? And and that's a great way to kind of segue um, to the members in your group, like, hey, how are you spending right. time in you the do? word? And what right. can yeah. you do? And right. so you see how these examples in there are, are useful for us as leaders to be able to stir and exhort our members into taking another step to go deeper. And the most important one is this last point here. We feed on Jesus by believing in him as Lord and by obeying his word. Mm-hmm. His words aren't suggestions. They're not right. you know, to be disregarded like how we may disregard, I don't know, whatever suggestion you hear out in the media. Mm-hmm. It, he's Lord. And we need, if, we, if we truly believe in him as Lord, then we have to obey what he said. Right. And that's an often missing key element in people's Christianity. Mm-hmm. We read the word, we hear the word, but if we don't obey it, then that's, we're not digesting it properly, right? right? And so Jesus even said, my food is to do the will, right? To obey, mm-hmm. to do the will of him who sent me. And so in other words, Jesus is saying, I only feed on or live by the things of God. When we obey the word, we are effectively metabolizing or digesting the word into our character, just as food is metabolized into our physical bodies. And so the real key element here is how are we reading, hearing, memorizing, but obeying the word of God? That's what's going to nourish our spirit and feed our spirit. And in this conversation with your small group, you're leaning in and you're listening and you're praying through as they share because a lot of times, I don't know about you, Pastor Billy, but in some of the groups that I lead, everyone says, I don't know what God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know what God wants. And in these uncertain times where things change every day, we can get caught up in that anxiety. Well, I always find that if I go back to, hey, how are you hearing the word of yep. God? How are you listening to God? How are you knowing what he wants you to do? Are you hearing his voice? And it's in his word. And a lot of times yep. they're not in their word. So this is that gentle exhortation yep. to say, hey, if, if we get back to it, we'll know what he's asking yep. us to do. Then we can obey. And oftentimes it's, you know, have you obeyed? Uh, If you haven't obeyed what God said to you in the past, he's not going to really tell you anything new. It's kind of like those of us that have kids, right? I mean, like, (laughs) hey, until you clean your room, I'm not going to tell you anything new. Like, you got one job. Do it, you know, brush your teeth. That's it. What else do you want me to do? Just do what I tell you to do, right? So, (laughs) And so oftentimes we need to go back to what word have we neglected obeying in the past? Maybe it's forgiveness, right? Maybe it's to start tithing. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's to whatever it is, X, Y, or Z. Until we obey what we've already heard, God's often not going to tell you anything new, right? Right. And so in our small groups, we want people to process and digest, okay, what area of the word do you need to obey? So then we move on to the discussion questions. And one of the things I like to do is after we read through these different points in the beginning, uh, if anyone has any questions Mm -hmm. about them, I'll pause for that. And small group leaders, don't feel like you have to have all the answers. It's totally okay to say, I don't know. That's a great question. Actually, that's a great point. And I think that really helps people to feel like they can be a part of discovering it together versus like, I don't know it, so I can't engage with God. You don't have to be an expert. We're all in this journey together. So after we take a moment to pause there, we go to the first discussion question. As you reflect on the main thought and passages from the weekend sermon, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? And I love this question. Mm -hmm. And you notice it's in there a lot because we want people to process what is God speaking to them personally? Uh, What's important to one person may not be important to the other. And I love the fact that the Holy Spirit will highlight what each individual needs to hear. So I love to hear. I'd love to hear in my groups what, what's standing out to you. Right. What is God saying to you, and why? And then let's let's take a moment and talk about that. And you'll hear some really great right. gems. It's come also out of a that. really great <clears throat> starter question for a first time guest or right. newer to the faith people. So they because they can just take what's right in front of them on the guide and respond to it versus feeling like they have had to right. you know know the whole Bible or been in church for years. So do not skip that question. It's a really yeah. great question to start. Things and oftentimes off. a group will just stay on that the whole time. Yeah. 
yeah. And I like it. It's usually really right. good. Uh, the second question says, why do you think feeding on the word and making Jesus the source of your life is important? How has feeding on other sources, pop culture, media, philosophy, religion, etc., affected your life negatively? Explain. Mm -hmm. If Jesus' word is true, that he alone is the source of life, then feeding on anything other than Jesus is not going to lead to the life that, that, that will result in human right. thriving. So, you know, I know for me growing up, I fed on movies and TV mm -hmm. and pop culture and rap music and all this stuff. And, and that philosophy right. didn't lead me to a place of thriving. Right. I was depressed. I was angry. I was bitter. Mm -hmm. All these kinds of negative things, right? And once I began feeding on God's word, I began to see, well, I'm supposed to forgive. I'm supposed right. to be humble. I'm supposed to be gentle. All these things, right? But for me, one of the things maybe I would share is, yeah, growing up, I fed on everything other than the word mm -hmm. of God. And it left me depressed, bitter, and broken. Right. And once I started feeding on the word of God, everything changed. Right. And you want to leave room let, let people think about that yeah. and maybe someone say i don't know and that's okay skip move on and the pause and the silence i think too um you know when you ask the question and there's no one talking don't feel like you have to fill right. that don't space fill right space, away yeah. because you want them to know it's okay to ponder mm -hmm. because it's okay and we need to ponder right. the word of god and so leave that space it might feel a little awkward but just you know just say hey i want us to just you know think about it on your own we'll give yeah. it a few minutes and and let them kind of wrestle because you know like in those moments i feel the holy spirit really brings out some great right. things and ultimately in in this discussion guide you can go back to the you are what you eat yep and, <laughs> and the reality is this may be the only time in the week right. since sunday that they've paused to ponder the right. word and that's fine mm -hmm. i get it we're busy it's a start you're your busy lives i mm -hmm. get it you're not going to be pondering it in you know in the car necessarily but this is a leave leave space for that to happen don't right. be afraid of silence so thank you for saying that and then lastly and we always want to leave with an application so what are some practices you can begin to feed on God's word more and make Jesus your source? Mm -hmm. Love so, that. Love that. We always want to leave with what, what's a takeaway? Right. What are you going to begin doing? And I imagine in my small group, I'll hear guys say, yeah, I know I, I want to start a Bible reading plan. Or mm -hmm. I need to. Right. Maybe I'll start listening to the message again in the car or mm -hmm. something like that. Or, or pause to pray and let right. the word soak in. We want, to find, we, we want people to take away some type of an application that they're going to apply as we go. Absolutely. I, one tip that I um, use for my small groups, because I don't know if they're going to go on a Bible app or open a Bible or anything else, but they've already gone through this guide. So actually, Pastor Billy, I tell them, you know, just read through the guide again and read through the scriptures, memorize them and use that as your devotions for the week as well. Mm -hmm. So that's a tip for maybe beginners in their faith to just have them use what's Great. right in front of them. And when we hit the prayer point, don't skip this. Mm -hmm. The first prayer point is always in application to the discussion that we've just had. Pray for one another to feed on God's word and to make Jesus your source of life. So maybe that's where we pray to help. Lord, help us to read regularly. Mm -hmm. Lord, help us to understand what we read. Lord, help us to ponder what we've heard and read and apply it, etc., etc. And uh, those can be some really great times. And then lastly, we always want to leave people with thinking about and praying for an unreached friend yes. or family member. Um, to come to Christ through us this year. Right. And uh, so uh, have everyone pause and think about someone and, and pray for them by name. And, right. and that's always a really powerful time. So, you know, as we think about these discussion guides, um, we first need to internalize it ourselves so that when we come to group, we're ready to help other people to internalize and process uh, what we've talked about. Right. So thanks, guys, for listening in and preparing for your small groups. Again, have a great time and really let the Holy Spirit do His work. And we'll be with you again next week. All right, guys, have a great week.